everyone's excited. Just so I know, who are the Wyala girls here? Wow, amazing. And the Tumbi girls, where are you? So good. Amazing. Um, I've brought my tissues because I need to let you know I am a crier, I'm a, a feeler, so you just have to, I just do anyway, so I'm just warning you, you don't be grossed out when I show up and then you forget about me. Um, I love your pastors, Pastor Rob and Pauline are salt of the earth people and um, I just feel very honoured that you asked me to share and I just, when I heard the theme, I was like, yes. And we've been talking all weekend, getting so excited in, in our spirit because we're sensing the same thing. Um, I have been to Port Lincoln once before. We came in January. My husband Josh was here preaching and so we thought we'd drive up with the boys and Tunarama was on. And they loved Tunarama. They were like, they think Port Lincoln is the Royal Adelaide Show every day of the year. So when I said I was coming, they're like, can we go? I'm like, no, you're not coming. It's a women's conference. So they are at home. Josh is looking after them. Um, but yeah, I feel really, really excited to be here. Uh, like Pastor Pauline said, we oversight eight campuses in Adelaide, one in Solo. So we move around and it's an amazing, amazing place. And we love our church. Um, Future Church was influences, was Paradise Community Church, was... <laughs> Clemsey AOG was, I don't know what else it was. Anyway, now we are Futures Church. Um, um, I want to start by saying I am a country girl at heart. I grew up in Mildura, Victoria. Anyone been to Mildura? Yes. That was my hometown. And I've been a pastor's kid my whole entire life. My dad was the national president of the Baptist Union for many, many years, and he's now on the Baptist World Board for the Baptist Union. Um, and I married a full-on Pentecostal. Yes, I know. Uh, which was a big thing for me. Like, it, that was a big, big thing. So I call myself a Baptocostal country girl. Not confused at all. Any other Baptocostals in the room? Yes. Spirit filled. I just love this theme, Refresh. I hope you are ready. I hope you're excited. And I hope that you keep your heart, your mind, your ears open because I know God's going to move. And in this next session, not this one, but the following one, I'm going to give you a how to refresh that you can take home. It's more of an activating word for you to take home. But in this session, what I really felt to do was prepare you and prepare you to reposition you and invite you to move. Because how we are will determine what we receive. And I know, and I'm going to share a bit of my story, with guards up, we don't receive much. So this message right now is about moving and positioning ourselves to actually stand in faith, not fear. And that's been my life journey, my whole life story. So that's what I'm going to share with you today. Um, re, refresh, re is a prefix, which actually means to do that word again. So when you restart, you start again. And when you, when you recharge, you charge again, right? When you refresh, you have to refresh again. When you reposition, you have to position yourself again. It's something you keep doing. And I love the word refresh. I love it. Because it's something that we don't just do right now. It's going to be something that you keep doing. And what I sense in my spirit, it is, it is a time of refreshing today for you but it's also a time of activating you to refresh others. 
And we know the Proverbs 11.25, which you probably received on your beautiful soda water in Bunnings. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. So what I sense is God wants to help us get unstuck and reposition us to receive. So the invitation is there for you to come, for you to join me, for you to listen, for you to be part of this. Will you come this morning? Yes, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time we have to just reposition ourselves to be refreshed. And I pray in this session, Father, that you will just open up our hearts and our minds and lower the guard so that we are ready to receive whatever we need to receive from you. We're hungry, we're ready, and we're available. In Jesus' name, amen. So a little bit about me to start with. I'm actually much more of a background person, youth background person. Um, I'm probably more of a fearful person by nature. I, I haven't and I don't like public speaking. It's not something I enjoy doing. And my natural tendency is always to pull away and say no when I'm pushed beyond my comfort zone. And I'm a bit of a runner. When I feel scared or when I feel I'll run the other way, <laughs> not towards it. And I don't love challenges. I haven't always loved that. And I wasn't wanting or looking to grow or be fruitful. I was just happy in my small little world, being my, a Christian in my own little way, in my own safe way. But over the last 10 years, and I say 10 because that's where something shifted in my life, God has been pushing me to the foreground <laughs> and into foreground, Shana. And here's the truth. I do arrive now, and I say yes now, but often it's kicking and screaming. So when Pauline asked me to come, I did say yes, <laughs> but Josh had prepared me. <laughs> oh, so I was ready to say yes, because my first thought was, no, bless Shana. No, 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 I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm safe here. I don't want to go and do anything like that. I don't think foreground Shana's available now, whatever the date is. Um, and because I felt like that is for like superhero women, right? To, to get up here and preach. And, and the closest I've got to being a superhero is in the bath when my boys leave their figurines in the bath. And I have a bath with Captain America, Iron Man and Spider-Man. That's as close as I get to superheroes. But I said yes. And I've been on a journey of saying yes this last 10 years. Because I have learned that obedience actually leads to refreshment. It leads to fruit and it leads to breakthrough. And it isn't always easy, but I stand here today to declare that God is faithful. He is able. He can do exceedingly above what I can ever ask, imagine. He is so much bigger than my worries and my fears and my no's and my anxiousness. And that we can trust him. And there is power. I say this with all conviction, there is power in saying yes when everything in you wants to run the other way. Power in saying yes. See, the enemy will use fear to make you step back, build walls, and protect yourself. And that's what I've done a lot of my life. That stuff scared me, so I stepped back, put up walls to protect myself. But all I was doing is making myself small. So what are you running from? 
Where's God calling you to the foreground? Because that will be the place that you need refreshing for. The refreshing isn't just for us to feel good. The refreshing is for your purpose. And maybe it's in your workplace or in your home or with your family or maybe it's here at church or maybe it's with the gift God's given you. Where is he calling you to the foreground? Because I promise you, the enemy will try and pull you back, put up walls to protect yourself and keep you small. The refreshing is for purpose. The refreshing is for purpose. Now, there was one time that I was brave and I ran the right way. My husband and I, before we had kids, uh, husband, husband, yes, Josh, we traveled to um, New York and we were in New York and we'd just gone and done some washing. And anyway, we're walking back. It was nighttime. We'd been in a laundromat and we're just walking down this this side street and I, I hear this woman in heels walking behind me and then this man just comes bolting past me. And I like turned around and she's screaming, help, he's got my handbag, right? So I turn around, I'm like, oh, her handbag. Something in me was like her handbag because I know how important our handbags are. They have everything in them. So he's bolted, but she can't run. So I'm, Josh walks out into the middle of the road and he's just looking, watching what's going on, watching her. And I bolted. I dropped my washing and I ran after this guy. I had no, I didn't even think, we're in America, he could have a gun, he could have anything, I didn't, my, my mom wasn't there, so I'm just running, I'm like, stop him, he's got a handbag, stop him, I'm chasing him, I'm trying to ask the people I'm running past to come and join me and help me, that, that nobody ran with me, it was just me, they obviously are smart enough to know you don't do that, anyway, thinking that I was a demon chasing him, he threw the bag, but I didn't see him do that, so I just kept running after this guy, like a crazy woman, and then someone up there said, stop, 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 stop. He, he threw the handbag. So I stopped running. I walked up and I grabbed the handbag and I started walking all the way back down the street to Josh and this woman and I handed her her handbag and Josh was like, what were you thinking? What did you do? Because that's not like me. <laughs> I don't do things like that. But something in me rose up because he helped me with my handbag. And it was worth chasing after I think a lot of the time there's things in us that we don't chase after it. We're, but we need to. We need to chase after the things that are so important because it's part of our purpose. And I'm here to remind you that there's actually greatness in you and it's worth chasing after. But sadly, most of the time we stand in the middle of the road like this and we just watch what's going on all around us. When all the while we're meant to be running. Who runs when you get scared? Who pushes people away when you get scared? Those two. Who cries when you get scared? Who, who shuts down when you get scared? Who gets angry when you get scared? We're all, we're all standing there. Fear makes us helpful and helpless. But all those hold us down and keep us back. And my prayer this morning is that we're all share with you about Rahab. And Rahab, oh my goodness, when I read her story afresh with my spirit awakened, it changed my life. Because she got free from her walls and she went and refreshed her community. It blew my mind. To start with, you need to know Rahab wasn't a godly woman. She 
wasn't a leader, wasn't living a godly life. She had a reputation in the church. And she lived in the walls of Gerar. And Joshua 2.15 says that the house she lived in was part of that city hall. So she literally lived within the walls of Jericho. The restrictive walls of Jericho. And Jericho was actually a fortified protected city. It had double walls to protect it. But Rahab inspires me because Rahab saw an opportunity to change her life. Now, she would have seen and heard a lot in her profession, right? She would have met a lot of people coming in and out of the city and they all would have talked to her and told her different things. And she had heard all about these Israelites and that what God had done for them and how he'd um, split the Red Sea for them to walk through. She'd heard all these stories because of what she did. And she sees these spies. So what happens? Moses dies. They get out of Egypt, right? Moses passes away. Joshua is now the new leader. And then Joshua says, he says to two guys, go in and check out the land, especially Jericho. Find out what it's like. So he sends these two Israelite spies into Jericho to suss it out. But Rahab sees them. She sees them. She must know a bit about these Israelites because she's heard so much stuff. She's heard so many stories. And she sees that as an opportunity to change her destiny. So she goes and approaches them. She helps them. She hides them in the top of her roof. And then she says to the king there who came looking for these spies, no, nope, they've gone home, but she was hiding them in her roof. After the king and the people go off to try and find them out the city gate, she goes up and has this amazing conversation with the spies in Joshua 2.9. She says to them, I know that the Lord has given you this land and a great fear of you has fallen on us so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We've heard, we've heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt. And when we heard it, our hearts melted in fear and everyone's courage failed because of you. They had no idea. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on the earth below. So she says, I know and I've heard all about your God. And then she says, I love it. She's brave. She's bold. She goes for it. Now then, please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family because I have showed kindness to you. Give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father, mother, my brothers and sisters and all who belong to them. She's going for it. She'll ask for everybody. So that you will save us from death because she's heard the stories. So they say to her, yes, you've looked after us, our lives for your life. Just put this scarlet cord that they escaped out of the city. Leave that in your window and anybody in your home, when we come and take over the city, will be saved. So cool. So the spies get back to Joshua and they say, the Lord has surely given us the whole land into our hands because all the people in there are melting in fear because of us. Rahab lives in the walls of she lives in a place that is literally melting with fear. Yet, she has faith in a God she's only heard about. 
only heard about God. She had faith in him and his character that is matched with him and his word. She inspired me when I read that. I was like, she only is at uni and she has faith in this God? Amazing. The name Rahab, it actually means quarrelsome and proud. So let's talk about those two things because they actually build up what we think of as solid walls, but they're actually restrictive walls around us. And we might think we're not quarrelsome or proud, but let me tell you, when pressure or fear or worry or things come that try and scare us, we as women build up protective walls around us and we become quarrelsome and proud. But like Rahab, there comes a time that we have to decide, are we going to keep living in our wall in a place melting in fear? Could have. Or are we going to step out and move and trust God and stand in faith? She could have melted in fear. She could have seen the spies coming from her window and not gone and got them because the whole city is melting in fear. Yet she moves. She goes to them. She invites them in. She looks after them. And then she makes a deal with them. She chose to stand in faith when everybody else was melting in fear. And this is the thing with faith. It is a declaration to trust God in the middle of fear. The name Jericho actually means fragrance. And Jericho was meant to be the promised land. It was meant to have a beautiful aroma. It was meant to be a place flowing. And, but it had become so reclusive and so inward and so self-protecting. It had built double walls around the city to protect itself. And it had a stench of fear. It had a stench of fear. And that's what fear does to us. It makes us reclusive. And we think we're protecting ourselves, but we actually have a stench of fear. So, why do we build walls? Why do we do it? Well, firstly, why did Jericho build double walls around the city? Because they'd been attacked before. We build walls for the same reason. When we've been attacked, we build walls. We build walls because of rejection, because that hurts. So we build walls to step back and protect ourselves. We build walls out of disappointment. I've built a few of them. We build walls because we're melting in fear. You know, I didn't even show a photo of my beautiful family. Let me show you. Can you put up that photo of, if you weren't here in January, you wouldn't have seen us. But this is my um, boys. So Josh, you probably know. Jackson here is 13. And this is Geordie. And he's nine. So these, I mean, they're both my miracle boys. But Geordie particularly was my miracle boy. Jackson, I fell pregnant with very, very easily. Like first time I fell pregnant with Jack. Geordie was a whole different story. And um, before I had Geordie, I had three miscarriages in a row. And I was pretty much pregnant for nearly a year with nothing to show. And so you can imagine my hormones and my body and my, I, I was in a really dark, like it was a crisis of faith time in my life. And, um, and so I, built walls to protect myself. And I remember, I remember I was sitting in, um, I was at home and we had influencers conference on at that time. And I had obviously just had another miscarriage and I'm like, I'm, I am done. And I, I know the enemy tried to take me out. And so 
I thought, you know what, I'll go, but I'm going to walk in like 15 minutes late and I'm going to sit right up the back. I don't want anyone to know I'm there. I'm just going to go in for a bit and then I'm going to get out of there because I thought I was protecting myself, right? I'm like, I'm not speaking to anybody. I'm not. I was a blubbering mess. I couldn't do it. So I walked in and I sat up the back on the communion table. Like it was right up in there. It was really dark and I thought, I'm safe here. I'll just sit here for a bit and then I'll go home. And this lady, this beautiful lady called Ollie in our church, she had no idea what was going on in my life. She came up the back, it was during worship, and she sat next to me, like just sat on the table next to me, the communion table, and she just started rubbing my back, just like this. She didn't say a word to me, just rubbed my back. And oh my goodness, it was almost like one of those moments of refreshing and healing. It was like there was a let go of these walls and this protection, this self-protection I'd put up because I didn't want to let anyone in and I didn't want anyone to know and I didn't want, I went in there to hide and she just rubbed my back and tears started running down my face and in that moment, God did a healing in my heart. He did a healing in my body. I walked out of that place a different person because I had let down the walls and allowed the Holy Spirit in. I didn't even say a word to her. It was just one of those amazing moments in the presence of God. So, I fall pregnant again. But obviously melting in fear literally every day because I'm like, am I going to start bleeding? Am I going to lose this baby? Just, it was like this thing in my mind which just kept going over and over. Get to 16 weeks and we'd gone to Mildura with my family to do a holiday. And I started bleeding. And I was like, oh, my goodness, it's happening again. Just kind of lost it. I went in the bathroom. I came out and I just couldn't even talk. And so Josh was amazing. He got my family around me. They all prayed over me. I didn't say a word again because I was, I was trying to protect myself again. And then um, we went to the hospital. And like I say, like like my mind, I was like, had to inside I couldn't say it out loud then but it was like I will have a healthy whole baby in Jesus name I will have a healthy I just kept saying it because fear was like literally taking over my body so we get to the hospital and um because I was quite heavily bleeding and then the doctor did a scan and there was a heartbeat and I was in shock I was like how is that? I've ever, the last three, I've had no heartbeat and it's been the most horrific experience, but there was a heartbeat. And do you know what? Every day of that pregnancy with Geordie, I had to declare, I will have a healthy whole baby in Jesus' name because every day fear tried to grip me, tried to pull me down, tried to make me think that this wasn't going to happen. And even when I didn't feel full of faith, I had to stand and declare things over my life, my body, and over my kids that they had brought me. Uh, see, I had to declare things, even when I didn't feel it, till faith rose in me. Have you been there before? You have to declare things, even when you don't feel it, till faith rises. Sometimes makes you put up walls insecurity makes you put up walls and you know what we push people away that are actually there to bring repetition into our lives because of insecurity past failure 
we put up walls because we failed before. Do you know what? I put up walls to protect myself from more of God. Yeah, but that didn't work. Talk about a failure. It scared me what God was going to do with my life. And so I kept myself guarded. No, no. I said, no, everything Josh asked me to do. (laughs) No, I'm not doing that. I put up walls and my walls were high. (laughs) No one could get over them. Pastor James whacked them down and the Holy Spirit helped push them down. But I, so I was happy living melting in fear because I didn't want, I was too scared of the unknown. And so I stayed where I was. And you know what? It came out okay. And maybe today you've put up some walls because of some of those already failed. Maybe inside when it comes to your family or your situation or your life or your work, you're melting in fear too. I want to tell you there is healing and refreshing for you as you choose to stand in faith. And it's not easy, but when you stand in faith, everything changes. So what are your walls? It's probably areas that you've put up walls because you've been attacked before or where you've been hurt before. What are they? It is time to move. It is time to lower them to allow refreshing to come. It is time literally to go from this, self-protection, this. I'm willing to receive. I'm willing to step out. I'm willing to trust you. I'm willing to receive refreshing. Our posture matters. Rahab's story was a game changer for me because she got out of the place melting in fear. Not by running, but by stepping out and standing in faith in a God she'd only heard about. So we know the end of this story, right? They march around the city seven days. And on the seventh day, they march around seven times and they blow the trumpet and then they all shout and the walls come crumbling down and they go in and they destroy everything in that city except for Rahab and her whole entire family. She got free. Her whole family got saved. And do you know, she married Salmon, one of the spies who came. And he was one of the leading families of Israel. And Matthew 1.5 tells us that Salmon was the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. And Boaz was the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. And Obed was the father of Jesse. And Jesse, the father of King David. Which, from whose lineage? Jesus came. See, when you get outside of your walls, you change your lineage. You change everything about you. It doesn't matter where you come from or what you've done or what your background is or who your parents are. It does not matter when you step in faith. Your whole destiny is rewritten. Inside the walls, her name meant proud and quarrelsome. But outside of the walls... She marries Salmon, and his name means peaceful, perfect, and he that rewards. Quarrelsome became peaceful, and a life that brought pain to her became one that rewards. When you get outside your walls, everything changes, and it looks unknown, and you don't know the outcome, but it all changes. Inside the walls, she was probably abused by men. But outside the walls, she was loved by one of the leading families of Israel. Her whole life 
men had her and forgot her. But this is amazing. When she got outside her walls, God made sure no man would ever forget her again because she's written into the lineage of Jesus himself. But she's also commended for her faith in Hebrews 11. And it says, by faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. Her lineage changed, her purpose changed, her whole entire life changed. Why? Because she was willing to step outside her walls in a place that was literally melting in fear and trust in a God she had only heard about. And the team, you can join me. You see, this is the story of Jesus and us. He rescued us. He redeemed us. He changes our destiny and he changes our lineage and he frees us. That's good news. And so if you have been living in fear, I'm here today to tell you there is refreshing and healing for you. There is freedom for you. Freedom. Sometimes we don't even know we're bound up, but there is freedom for you. I I know what it is to be scared. But I also know the freedom that comes when you choose to position yourself, not bound up, but okay, God, here I am. And let the walls go. Because in that moment, that's where the healing comes, the refreshing comes. That rub on my back, that was a letting the walls down moment. And I know, I know how it is. Sometimes we're like, nah, we don't, we don't want to trust God because we've been hurt before. It's going to happen again or I'm going to have another miscarriage or whatever it is. But we need to stand and position ourselves, arms wide open. And I'll take a lot. I don't know where I'm bound up. Or maybe I do know where I'm bound up. But I need you. And today I want to choose to stand in faith and not fear. And do you know what? It's an everyday decision. Because every day the enemy comes and tries to bind me up in my mind or in my thoughts or in whatever. And I have to choose. No, that's not who I am. I am a child of God. And today I'm going to stand in faith, not fear. either stand in faith or fear. It's not faith or fear. It's one or the other. You can't do both. You can't stand in both at the same time, one foot in one, one foot in the other. It doesn't happen. You have to either choose to stand in fear or choose to stand in faith. And your emotions and your feelings will make you bow down to fear, but your inner belief and your conviction needs to help you stand in faith. I know. I know what the Lord did for you. I know. Even though right here in the city we're all melting in fear, I know we need an I know conviction. Because the enemy wants us stuck in our walls so we don't change this city. The enemy doesn't want you going out there and refreshing others and changing Port Lincoln and Wyala and wherever you've come from. He wants you stuck in your walls and he wants you scared when you walk into wherever you get coffee or wherever you go to work. God's calling you out. He's calling you out. And we need women to prophesy and pray and speak and believe and see and and encourage and exhort and declare and stand in faith.
but we can only do it with his anointing and his power. So will you stand to your feet with me? Because I want to give you an opportunity to respond, to choose to stand in faith today. No matter what, maybe today you're melting in fear because of something going on in your life. That's okay. You can acknowledge that's how I feel. But you know what? Today I'm going to stand in faith because it is in that place that everything shifts and everything changes. And it's in that place of faith that actually healing and refreshing and miracles come. And I'm believing that fear in the name of Jesus is going to break off people's lives going to break, it's going to melt off your life today. And so I want to ask you, if you have felt, maybe you've been blocking doors today, and if you feel today is a day I need to get free, I want to invite you to come and join me right here, because making a, a move of faith, that is a part of it. Step out, even sometimes our feet can be a barrier and a wall. You feel, no, you know what? I have been living with walls up. I've been living restricted. I've been living this way and I need to get free today. Will you come and join me? Because I believe the altar is a place where we offer. And I know, I know that when we move, he moves. So I'm going to pray and then I'm going to invite you to come and join me. And I want to come down and pray for anyone who comes forward because I have seen freedom and healing and refreshing in my life just from making that move. Father, we welcome you here. We thank you for your word that brings life and refreshing and healing and, and shows us and reveals to us things in our spirit, in our mind. And I pray right now over every woman in this room. Father, where they've been bound up, where walls have been put up because of fear or rejection or hurt or disappointment or whatever it has been. We pray in the name of Jesus, walls would come down right now that people can position themselves, every woman in here position themselves to receive from you. I pray that fear will melt off of people's lives right now in this atmosphere today. And I pray as we choose to stand in faith this morning, that you will move, that you will pour your spirit upon us, that there will be refreshing that will flow in and out of our lives. So in this moment, we surrender. We say, here I am. I'm not going to stand in fear. I'm going to step out in faith and receive everything that you have for me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to worship. And as we worship, I want you to come. I want you to position yourself. Reposition yourself to receive. Reposition yourself to allow walls to come down. To allow yourself to stand in faith. Allow this to be a place where you alter and you change. And you open up your heart and your mind and go, God, I'm done. I'm done living here. I need you. So as we sing, why don't you come forward and we're going to pray.